Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. The way a person speaks defines who they are and saves you from giving dull exposition about how old your characters are or describing how they say something. For example, you're not listening to me, she said angrily, or she hollered. That doesn't tell us a lick about this character's voice. Writer Unleashed is for you a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. How do you give your characters a distinct, unmistakable voice? A powerful way to develop your cast of characters is through dialogue. It could be when a first-person narrator tells the story, or it could be dialogue between characters throughout the story. What people say and how they say it is a big part of character development, and each character has a unique way of speaking and interacting. In this episode, I'm going to go over five ways to bring your character's voice to life and to make them distinct, compelling, and believable. These elements help bring authenticity and depth to the character's voices by reflecting their cultural backgrounds, their age, their experiences, and the setting in which they live and interact with the world. We all have a different rhythm, a different cadence, a specific flow to our sentences. We have verbal idiosyncrasies. Words are phrases that we habitually use. For example, I know a teacher who, whenever he's frustrated or some technological snafu happens, instead of using adult language to vent his frustration, he'll say, oh, sugar plums and fiddlesticks. Or if he's showing how to do something, he'll say, easy peasy is put in pie. Now, these are small details, but those small details go a long way in developing your characters and giving them their own distinct voice. So does your character speak in short, clipped sentences? Or does she describe her point of view in long-winded sentences? Does he use simple language or elaborate? 
Does he use adult language or does he sugarcoat it? Sugar plums and fiddlesticks. Does she use analogies and metaphors when explaining things or is she extremely literal and gets right to the point? Dialogue feeds through and grows from character. Voice as an element of dialogue results from your understanding of your individual characters. Your readers should be able to tell the difference between your characters based on their word choice and the rhythm and pace and the flow of how they speak. Now, pairs or groups of close people may speak similarly. For example, high school kids will often use the same slang. In my kids' school, and to the lament of some moms I've spoken to, kids refer to other classmates and other people as bro. One mom said her 11-year-old called her bro one morning before school. I've heard my own teenager say to our male cat, hey bro, chill. We subconsciously pick up on the speech patterns of those closest to us, the people we speak to regularly, like when we use similar slang in our friends group that others may not use. But even within those close groups, you'll still want to differentiate your characters. The way a person speaks defines who they are and saves you from giving dull exposition about how old your characters are or describing how they say something. For example, you're not listening to me, she said angrily, or she hollered, that doesn't tell us a lick about this character's voice. So before we dive in, let's define the difference between your voice and the voices within your story. Now, back in episode 144, we talked about your voice and how to let that have a hand in your prose. I'll link to that in the show notes. But here's the difference. Your writer's voice is discovering what you want to say and how you want to say it. It's a matter of narrative control rather than shaping the voice of a character. Your character's voice has to do with word choice, diction, and slang, and how they say it. Now, there are times when a single character tells the whole story, that's a first-person narrator, and that will be entwined with your narrative voice. But your first-person narrator will have a voice distinct from yours. Each character within your story speaks with his own voice as much as, if not more, than your voice. So it's good practice to separate yourself from your narrative voice and tune in to the particulars of character. The difference boils down to word choice, diction, and the order in which they use these words, syntax. So I'm going to start with an example from M.T. Anderson's young adult dystopian novel, Feed. I adore the voices of these characters, especially the protagonist, Titus. It's about these teenagers living in the future where a huge computer network is directly connected to people's brains by an implanted device called a feed. And this allows people to experience shareable virtual reality. 
we'll break down why this character's voice, the narrator, Titus, is original, magnetic, and impossible to ignore. Here's an excerpt. As we flew across the surface of the moon, I couldn't sleep. Link was playing with the seat like an asshole. He was moving it forward and backward. Marty had dropped his bird, these fake birds that were the big spit, and lots of people had them, and Marty's bird was floating off because there was hardly any gravity, and whenever he leaned out to get his bird, Link would slam his feet back like Meg hard, and it would go bam on Marty's face, and they would start laughing. Marty would be all, unit, just wait one, and Link would be, go for it, try, try it. And Marty would be like, unit, you are so... And then they would be all big laughing, and I felt like a bone sprocket for trying to sleep when there was fun. I kept hoping the waitress lady would say something and make them shut up for a minute, But as soon as we got out of Earth's gravitational zone, she had gone all gaga over the duty-free. Okay, first and most obvious way to differentiate character voices is by age. These characters are clearly teenagers. The author doesn't have to tell us that. We know from the word choices, the diction, and how this narrator orders his words, the syntax. He has his own distinct way of speaking. He uses long-winded sentences, 69 words in one sentence, for example. He uses phrases like, Marty would be all, and Link would be, before he tells us what they said. He doesn't just say, Marty said, or Link said. And listen to the word choice and the slang, Meg Hard, Bone Sprocket, All Gaga, The Big Spit. A five-year-old would have a very different conversational rhythm in this situation, different word choices than an 18-year-old. The obvious difference in age is a factor, of course, but they're also far apart in circumstance, experience, vocabulary, and just knowledge of the world. This is where a notebook comes in handy. An 18-year-old from San Antonio, Texas will talk differently than an 18-year-old from New York City. And an 18-year-old from Rigo Park, Queens, New York, will talk differently from an 18-year-old from the South Shore of Long Island. An 18-year-old in a futuristic society will talk different than an 18-year-old from the 1700s. The slang will be different, the word choice will be different, and the way they order the words will be different. So number one, age. It's a very easy, instant way to differentiate character voice. So listen to the particulars of speech. For example, borrowing from feed, We have the voice of the teenage narrator, but how might a five-year-old say the same thing or a mother? The teenager would say something like, we went to the moon to have fun, but the moon turned out to completely suck. A five-year-old might say, mom, the moon was so boring. And mom might say, Well, honey, we all went all the way to the moon hoping to have a great time, but you know what? It turned out to be a huge disappointment. 
So age is a very quick, easy way to differentiate characters. So really listen to how different age groups talk. Take notes. Okay, on to number two, diction. This is all about word choice. So one character might say, are you ready? Let's go. While another character might say, hey, let's push it into third gear. Someone else might say, we got to get going or we'll be late. Chop, chop. And someone else might say, come on, time's a tick and let's pick up the pace and get a move on. A character from the Georgian era might say, ready the carriage or make haste. Where one character would say, check it out. Another might say, have a look-see. Where one character would use expletives when frustrated, another would say sugar plums and fiddlesticks. So the words characters choose, the diction, tells us a lot about who they are. Word choice gives your dialogue precision. Okay, on to number three, slang. These are informal words and phrases that are more common in speech than formal writing, and they're typically common to a particular context or group of people. So back to Titus from Feed. There's an abundance of slang. I felt like a bone sprocket for trying to sleep when there was fun. Bone sprocket. It's another way of saying killjoy. And then they have the word null, which means boring or a feeling of emptiness or that something has a lack of entertainment value. Link Arkwalker was like, I'm so null. And Marty was all, I'm null too, unit. But I mean, we were all pretty null. And then they use meg, which is short for mega, which means large or extreme. Titus continually says things like, that was Meg yesterday, or she was Meg blushing, or she was Meg pretty. It became this whole Meg thing. Throughout the entire novel, all those uses of Meg could be replaced with even, big, totally, so, too, very, rather, quite, entirely, and especially. And then they use the term the big spit, referring to those fake birds. This is slang for a popular trend. So one character may habitually say sweet in place of cool. While one character might say I'm tired, another might say I'm flatlining. So there are code words that the group understands. For example, I once knew someone, a father, who, whenever his kid would do something smart or someone had a great idea, he would say NASA, standing for National Aeronautics and Space Administration. So he wouldn't just say great idea or well done or even brilliant idea. He would just say NASA. This was part of his lexicon. So listen to the slang you hear. It's all around you. Or make it up. Invent your own. Okay, on to number four, syntax. Another way you can differentiate character voice is through sentence structure. It's the order in which the words appear in the sentence. Some characters speak in short clip sentences. Others have more of a longer flow. 
So if I rewrote the passage from our feed example, changing the order of the words, the syntax, it might go something like this. We flew across the surface of the moon. I couldn't sleep because Link was playing with the seat, moving it forward and backward. Marty had dropped his bird. They were fake birds that were the big spit, and lots of people had them. Because there was hardly any gravity, Marty's bird was floating off. Whenever he leaned out to get it, Link would slam his feet back, Meg Hart, so that it would go bam on Marty's face. Then they would all start laughing. Okay, syntax. Notice how the order of the words dilutes the power of the character's voice. So let's go back to the original. As we flew across the surface of the moon, I couldn't sleep. Link was playing with the seat like an asshole. He was moving it forward and backward. Marty had dropped his bird, these fake birds that were the big spit, and lots of people had them, and Marty's bird was floating off because there was hardly any gravity, and whenever he leaned out to get his bird, Link would slam his feet back like Meg hard, and it would go bam on Marty's face, and they would start laughing. So in the original version, the voice has much more of a longer flow. It has more of a breathless feel to it. It's much more effective. It feels much more authentic. So the words characters choose, the diction, and the way they use those words, the syntax, tells us a lot about who they are. Okay, on to number five, dialect. This is a particular form of a language which is peculiar to a specific region or social group. Now, dialect does not have to be part of your dialogue. It can be, and sometimes it should be, but you should never feel compelled to duplicate dialects simply for the sake of being authentic. And sometimes writers misuse dialect. They'll make the words unrecognizable by misspellings or cutting the words in half or using apostrophes. But remember, you're still dealing with words. If you shoot just for the sound of the words rather than the words themselves, it will make it very difficult to read and decipher and very hard for the reader to take in. So you want to think of words as much as sounds. If you're going to use dialect, try reading it out loud. If you have a hard time reading it out loud, your reader will struggle mightily to decode it. Here's an example of dialect that works. This is from Juno Diaz. Yo, Junior, what you doing out here, man? Asked Rafa, his cousin, as he leaned against the graffiti-covered wall. Nothing, man, just chilling and... Trying to get away from all the drama at home, Junior replied, shoving his hands into his pockets. Rafa chuckled. Tell me about it, bro. That house is straight up crazy. I can't believe poppies still act in the same way. Junior nodded, his face filled with frustration. I know, right? He's always tripping over every little thing. It's like he wants to control every aspect of our lives. Yeah, man, it's like he forgets we ain't kids no more. We're grown now, trying to figure out our own paths, Rafa said, shaking his head. 
That's for sure, Junior said, sighing. But hey, at least we got each other. Family's all we got, man. Okay, so in this example, you can see how Juno Diaz uses dialect. You can see it through the use of contractions. What you doing? Trying? Tell me about it, etc. There's informal language. Yo, bro, straight up, etc. So he incorporates slang and vernacular expressions. And these elements help create this authentic and relatable representation of the characters' voices and their cultural backgrounds. Okay, let's wrap this up. We talked about five elements that will help bring authenticity and depth to your characters' voices by reflecting their cultural backgrounds, their age, their experiences, and the setting in which they live and interact with the world. So number one, age. Number two, diction, which is just word choice. Number three, slang. Number four, syntax, the way your character speaks. And number five, dialect. Remember, this is not a requirement, but if you do use dialect, make sure to read it out loud. In fact, you should always read your work out loud for rhythm and pace. Word choice will give your character's voice precision. Syntax will give their voice pace and rhythm. And dialect can incorporate vernacular expressions and the character's individual speech patterns and cadences. So there you have it. I hope this helps you bring more authenticity and individuality to each of your character's voices. Start listening and paying attention to the ways people around you speak. Eavesdrop. Also, pay attention to the ways you speak. Note how your conversations with other people go. Write it all down. Capture it. When you start paying attention, you'll pick up on all those individual nuances, word choice, vocabulary, rhythm, pace, cadence. Also, go back to your dialogue scenes or your first person's narration and read it out loud. Listen for any false notes or where the voice sounds real and distinct, where it has energy. Like anything else, character voice becomes more and more shaped and distinct through rewriting. So have fun with it. Keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.